You are welcome to the teaching ministry of God's servants, Pastor Sylvester Oyemalechi. Pastor Sylvester Oyemalechi is the president of Jesus Family Outreach, senior and founding pastor of Jesus Family Fellowship in Nigeria, editor and publisher of Success Info, Bible News and Relationships. His teachings are simple, sound, and easy to understand. I believe you will love what you will hear and be edified in the process. Happy listening. We bless and thank you for your faithfulness. And we pray that this morning, you will not only speak to us, you will heal us. You will deliver us. You will change us. You will reprogram us. You will set us on the path of victory. Thank you, Father. Receive all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you believe that, can you say a better amen? I love you all. Have your seat. God is good. This year, no devil can stop you. They will plan. They will shoot their arrows, but it will not prosper. Only the word of God shall come to pass in your life. And the word of God says it is well with you. It says you will prosper. It says good health is your portion. It says that you have his life, and as a result, you are going to enjoy his favor. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, whatever you lay your hands to do shall prosper. He says, you will turn upward continually, never downward. You will be first and not the last. First and not the last. Head and not the tail. They will come one way and flee in how many? Seven. You have nothing to fear. Can somebody say, I will not be afraid of my enemies? Say it one more time. I will not be afraid of my enemies. All right. Today, I want to talk to you on change the picture in your head. Change the picture in your head. Change the picture in your head. Every man is constantly, continually carrying a certain picture in his head, in his mind. Your head houses your mind. And then from the scriptures we are going to be considering this morning, you will realize that the picture you have in your head determines how you live your life. The choices you make, the words you speak, how you respond and react to situations, and how life turns out for you at the end of the day. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let 
do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. In other words, you used to conform to the pattern of this world. You used to be part of the world system, thought like them, reason like them, live like them, behave like them, and so on and so forth. But now you belong to a new kingdom. You have a new king. And Jesus, the Christ, is that king. The principles of the kingdom of Christ is different from the principles of this world. And that's why he says, seek ye first his kingdom and its righteousness. Every other thing shall be added afterwards. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. You must know the righteousness of the kingdom, the ways of the kingdom. So there are two kingdoms, the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of the devil, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of this world. And these two kingdoms have two different kings. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus Christ is the king. The kingdom of this world, Satan is the king. And the principles of these two kingdoms are different. What applies in the world does not apply in God's kingdom. The things that are obtainable, that are acceptable to the world, God rejects, God abhors, God hates. The ways of God is not the ways of man. Do you agree to that? And that's why we need to learn the ways of God. We need to understand the ways of God. So the Bible says, do not conform any longer. You used to conform. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Don't anymore. You don't have to think like them. You don't have to reason like them. You don't have to live like them. You don't have to behave like them. You belong to Christ. You belong to a new kingdom. The principles and the ways of this kingdom is completely different from the ways that you're used to. And so the Bible says, but be transformed. The word transform means change. Be changed. Be changed in your character, in your attitude, in your ways of doing things. Be changed in your behavior. How can that change take place? Through the renewing of your mind. That means you must change the picture you hold in your head about God, about yourself, about people, about this life that you and I live. As long as you continue to hold on to the old picture, your life will remain the same. But as long as you change the way you see yourself, the way you see people, the way you see the events and the situations that confront you, I tell you, there will be a change. There will be a transformation. So you and I are born again. You and I are filled with the Holy Ghost. We have been called to live like Christ. Now these things are true. They are perfect. They are scriptural. We are like him in the spirit. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. First John chapter 4 verse 17. Not so will we be, not so we may be, but so are we. Right here and now. But when you look at your language, 
You look at your conduct. You look at the way and manner you respond and react to things and situations and to people. You don't see that being a reality yet. But that does not change the truth. The truth still remains that as he is, so are we in this world. The truth still remains that he has made us holy. He has made us righteous. And the Bible says he has perfected for life. He has perfected once and for all those who are being made holy. You have been made holy and you are still being made holy. That means the process of manifesting as a holy man is in progress. But for that to be done, he has to first of all perfect you in the spirit so that you can now be able to manifest perfection. No wonder he said, be ye perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. God will never ask you to do what he has not given you the ability to do. He will never call for something that he has not equipped you. What God does is that God finishes the work before we get started. So he has already finished the journey from the day you gave your life to Christ and uh, how you are going to end it at the feet of Jesus so that it will be possible for you to make it. So he has perfected you already once and for all. Those of us who are being made holy, who God is still working on, cleansing with the word as one who is washing clothes and washing plates to make it clean. God is cleansing you with the word, washing you with the word so that you can become perfect in reality. So you see, if you hold on to the old mindset, if you hold on to the old beliefs about you, about God, about life, about church, your life will remain the same. If you hold on to the old beliefs about the devil, what he can do, your life will remain the same. You will remain fearful. You will remain a victim. You will remain under the oppression of the enemy. Victory starts with you realizing who you are and who God is to you. Victory starts with you first and foremost changing the picture in your head to agree with the truth, the reality of your present state. And that is the fact that you are now a child of God. And you are indestructible. And the Bible said then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The devil can tell you anything. The devil can declare anything. The enemies can tell you whatever they like. But the truth still remains that you have the last card. Hello somebody. It is you who decides what happens to you. God has already decided his own. He has already declared what will be. It is you now who will either agree with God or agree with your enemies. That's the way it works. Do you either agree with God and what God says will come to pass or you agree with your enemies? How do you agree with God? The Bible says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. You don't belong to the world. You are not part and parcel of their system. But what does he want you to do? He said, be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. Change the way you see life. Change the way you think. Change the way you look at people. Change the way you look at circumstances. Change the way you look at situations. Hold the mind of God. Let the mind of Christ that is in your spirit start manifesting. As long as you're holding on to that picture, you'll be struggling in your relationship. Why do you come late? It is the way you think. Why do you drag your feet in reading the Bible? It is the way you think. Why is it that giving to God is still a big problem to you? It's the way you think. Why is it that forgiving people is still a struggle for you? It's just the way you think. 
Why is it that you, you can relate with certain people, but some people you don't want to have anything to do with them? It is the way you think. It's just all about all the pictures you have in your head. I do not know who painted the picture on the canvas of your mind, but I do know the picture that God has painted about you in the scriptures. It is that picture that God wants you to use to replace the old picture that you have in your head. I do not know how you see yourself. Maybe you see yourself as someone who is weak, who is unprotected, someone who the devil can squeeze and put out of action. But no, that's not who you are anymore. That was the old you. But if you are in Christ, there is a new picture of you in the scriptures. God has painted a picture of you in that wonderful canvas called the Bible. And you need to search it out. So those of you who don't like Bible study, you don't like school of the world, you don't like hearing the word of God, you never invest money in buying books, you don't bother about knowledge, or you just want to just be there, show your presence and go back, receive prayer or pray with them and go back. You don't understand what you are called into. And you don't understand the battle that you're involved in. The book of Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 22 to 24, Ephesians 4 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. 23 says, To be made new in the attitude of your minds. 24 says, And to put on the new self created to be like God. In true righteousness and holiness. Look at 24 again. To put on the new self. The new you. The new life. The new nature. The life of Christ that you have received. The Bible says was created to be like God. You are created to be like God. You are like God. Can somebody say here? You are like God. Created to be like God like god can i repeat that like god one more time in true righteousness and holiness that means you were created in christ jesus righteous and holy like god but how do you see yourself i have problem with anger i don't take nonsense i can't tolerate that evil you don't cross my path, I will show you my true color. What kind of thoughts do you think? What kind of things do you say? In other words, you are still attached to your old self. You are still carrying on the picture of your old self. How you used to be. How you used to behave like an area boy, area girl. How you used to do, you know, like people used to say, I will do whatever for you. All those whatever that you used to do. How you used to, he said, go and ask them. They will tell you who I am. You don't know me, oh. Some people are so proud of their past. They are still connected to their past. They still see themselves as they used to be. But the Bible says, that is not who you are anymore. There is a new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And that is the mindset he wants you to have so that you can manifest that. So how do you do that? He said, first and foremost, you must drop the old life. He said, put off your old self. It is corrupt. It is deceitful. Those things you thought are right, he said, they are wrong. That mindset that you've been holding to, that lifestyle you used to have, that you think is right, he said, they are wrong. They are wrong. Can somebody say wrong? That's all. It's corrupt. It's deceitful. 
You think you have life. You think you are living. You think you are enjoying. You think because you smoke, because you drink, because you do those things, or guys are running after you, that you are so it is deceitful. All those things are deceitful. You can manipulate people. You can put two heads together. You can separate two friends. You know how to gossip. You know how to slander. You know how to manipulate. All those things, the Bible says, it is corrupt. It is deceitful. It will land you where? Hell. Period. Drop it. But to successfully drop an old life, verse 23 says, you must change the way you think. Be made new in the attitude of your mind. That means you cannot hold on to the mindset of a sinner and expect to live the life of a saint. You can't think like the devil and live like God. You can't think like a natural, normal, sinful man and live a supernatural life. It is not possible. You want to drop the old life, you must drop the old mindset as well. The old picture you have about yourself, about the big boy, about the area boy, about that proud, arrogant boy who doesn't take nonsense. That man who beats his wife. That woman who can talk like a machine gun and never gets tired of talking. Now, all that picture you have in your head, he said, Lord, drop it. You must drop the thoughts that produce the life because it is the thoughts that produce the life. It is the way of reasoning that makes you live the way you used to live. So, drop the life, drop the attitude. Drop the mental attitude. Drop your thought pattern. And then take a new mindset. That is renew your mind. Start thinking of yourself in the light of your new self. Change the picture in your head. Start seeing yourself as you are in the spirit. As you are in Christ Jesus. Who are you? A child of God. Who are you? Created to be like God. In true righteousness and holiness. Who are you? A righteous man. Who are you? A holy man. Who are you? Someone who hates evil. Who are you? Someone who loves righteousness. Who are you? A man of love. Who are you? A man who can forgive. Who are you? A man who can tolerate. Who are you? A man who can endure pain. A man who is quick to forgive and quick to obey God. That's the picture you hold. And when you take on that picture, he said, then you can now put on Christ. You will see it from the inside of you. From the inner chambers of your box, you will bring out that dress. And then you wear it. And when you are walking, everybody can see you. It doesn't matter how they meet you or where they meet you or what temptation you go through. That life will always manifest. What does that mean? It simply means that the gateway of your life is your mind. You want to live in victory? It's your thoughts that is the problem. What is holding you from being committed to God? It's your thoughts. What makes you enjoy coming late to the house of God? It's your thoughts. It's just the way you see God. How do you see God anyway? How do you see church anyway? Many of you don't see God as God. Why can you, how will you, what makes you squeeze money and give to God? It's the way you see God. You don't see him as he is. If you see him as the great king, if you see him as the king of all kings and the lord of all lords and the god of all gods, when you give to him, you will package it well. That's the truth. If you see God as always here waiting for you, as someone who is such a glorious and majestic being that I cannot afford to keep him waiting in the church, no one will beg you to come to church on time. No one. Everything is all about the picture you have in your head about what you are doing. Turns out they are just doing Bible study. And so, is the Bible study not for you? Oh, they are just singing praises. They have not started. Pastor is, he has not mounted the pulpit. I think by so time, Pastor will be mounting the pulpit. Is that what you're calculating? 
You see, wrong picture in your head, wrong life. But once you have the right picture, your life will be lived rightly. So you see, many of us are struggling in our walk with God because we have the wrong picture. And God wants you to change that picture. He said, that is the only way you can be transformed. That is the only way your life will take on a new meaning. That's the only way this life of Christ that is graciously given to your spirit man will start to manifest. Some of us are still slaves to fear. Why are you afraid? Because you don't have light. The truth is that every man thinks based on the knowledge he has. What kind of knowledge do you have? No wonder Jesus said, if the, if the, if the knowledge you have is wrong then your life is in trouble. If what you know is a lie, then your life is in trouble. If the, if the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? If the light, what you call light, is actually darkness, he said, how great is that darkness? You thought you know the truth. You thought your opinion is right. You thought what you are thinking or what you believe is the correct thing, but it's a lie. He said, you are in deep trouble. That's why he said, I came to bear witness to the truth. They had the law already, but they were misinterpreting the law. He accused them of changing the law to their traditions. They prefer their traditions rather than the law. He said, I came to bear witness to the truth. Where they misinterpreted it, he corrected it. Where they missed something, he spent time, first of all, to teach them and get it right. He told them, in your law it is written, anybody who is caught in adultery shall be what? Stoned to death. He said, but I tell you, he that looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery. He said, you are looking at the acts, but God is looking beyond the acts. God is looking at the source where it starts from. It starts in your thoughts. So you see, he came to correct things. He came to set it right. And if you want to know about life, you've got to go back to the scripture. That's what the Bible says, be renewed. What renews your mind? The truth. Where does the truth come from? The words of Jesus. But some of us find it difficult to read it. Why is it you are not interested? Wrong picture in your head about God. Wrong mindset. Why is it that opening the Bible is still a struggle to you? Wrong picture. Wrong picture. Everybody say wrong picture. Why is it there is no zeal in your heart to serve God? Wrong picture. How do you picture God? How do you see him? Who is he to you? Who are you anyway? Like I said at that time, I want to repeat it for the benefit of those who didn't hear and for you to remember. There are three things that are very important in life. Number one, who you are. Number two, who your father is. Or whose you are. And number three, where you come from. Those three things, don't forget them. Who you are, whose you are, and where you come from. Once you establish this, it changes everything, how you see life, how you think. The question is, who are you? Who is your father? Who owns your life? Whose are you? Then the third question is, where do you come from? Do you have the answer to the tree? Do you have the answer? Answer number one, who are you? Are you sure? You say it with your mouth, but the picture you have in your head, what does it show? If you are truly a child of God, I want to ask you a question. If you are truly a child of God, 
Why are you afraid of the devil? If you are truly a child of God, where is the proof that you have his character? When you gossip, when you lie, when you cheat, when you deceive, when you make promises and you don't keep them, what character is that? Jesus said, you see, you are like your father, the devil. He said, no, we don't have any other father. He said, no. He said, you are a liar. He said, the devil is the father of all lies. And when he lies, he speaks his native language. That's a NIV translation. And many, many people here, they speak the native language of the devil. <laughs> Hello? Some of you sabi his local language. You know his local like, like my own. You know, I, I, like an, an Igbo man. I speak Igbo language. Hello? My own version of Igbo may be different from your own version, but it's still Igbo language. Now, some of you speak Yoruba. Some of you speak one other language or the other. Now, the Bible says, when you speak a lie, what are you speaking? The native language of the devil. If I start speaking Igbo now, they say he's an Igbo man. If I start speaking Yoruba now, somebody who didn't know me before may mistake me to be a Yoruba person, especially if I can speak it like a Yoruba person. So we can confuse some people. I can even decide to put some uh, on your mark. And if I start to speak Yoruba, you will swear that I'm not an Igbo man. Because of the mark and the language. Now, when you speak the language of the devil, what are you telling us? You are telling us the devil is your father. You belong to the same kingdom and he is your daddy. But you don't know that now. You see? You see what truth does? Truth exposes you to the reality in the spirit realm. And that truth will now help you to change the way you think. So when next there is the temptation or the thought to lie, you change your mind and say, no, I cannot think like this. I am not a child of the devil. I refuse to identify with Mr. Satan. You can't be my father. We are not from the same kingdom. And then you resist yourself. That's what truth does. But if you didn't know this, you saw lying as a way of escaping trouble. You saw lying as a way of uh, hiding some information. Am I correct, somebody? You saw lying as a way of uh, deceiving somebody and having your way. So that's what we call a jokious lie. You know, you say you are joking. You are only joking. That's what we call a, a deceptive lie. You deceive to have your way. And that's the way, not the... Ah. Praise the Lord. So once you have all this mindset in you, it is difficult for you to live the life. But once you know the truth, the truth changes the way you think. The truth restricts your thoughts. The truth restricts your thoughts. And your thoughts will not help you to make right choices. You're able to say, no, I won't do this. That's what the Bible means by renewing of the mind. So the question is, who are you? Truly, who are you? There are some people who have double identity. In the church, they are Christians. In the marketplace, they are shrewd businessmen. In the church, they are holy. Out there, they are crooks. In the church, they are holy. In the night time, they are satanists. There are people like that. But who are you? Who do you believe that you are? Who are you truly? Then number two question is, whose are you? Who is your father? Who do you belong to? Who is your God? Who is your master? Who caused the shots in your life? Is he you? 
Is it your friends? Is it your family? Who are the ones that decide for you? Who are the ones that direct you and influence you? Is it God's word or your friends? Then the last question is, where do you come from? Hello, sir, where do you come from? I come from Abagana. Where are you from? Ah, I'm an oil man. Very quick. Why do we respond so quickly? Because in our thoughts, we are always constantly thinking of ourselves as normal, natural men. And that is why we always respond and react like normal, natural men. That is why the enemy continues to have the upper hand. But when you change the picture in your head and disconnect yourself from your environment, life changes. Look at Jesus. What Jesus? Please, I didn't say you should do this. So. The mother, he didn't call her mom. He will always call her woman. Hmm? I didn't say don't call your mother mother. I didn't preach that one. I have my reason for pointing this out. The reason for pointing it out is that Jesus was more concerned about where he comes from. He was more concerned about who his father is. He is from there. His father is from there. So as far as Mary is concerned, even though she's the one that gave birth to, to him, he is not tied. His mindset is not tied with her. His mindset, his mind and heart is tied with God. And so you hear him say, before Abraham was, I am. How can he be? How old is he? Are you getting the picture? They brought someone who was paralyzed. He said, your sins are forgiven you. How can a man tell another man, your sins are forgiven you? Where did he get the audacity from? Where did he get the authority from? He wasn't thinking like a normal, natural man. He was thinking more of who he is in the spirit, where he comes from, who his father is, and who he himself is. If you don't discover yourself, you will continue to hold the old picture. As long as you see yourself as a sinner, sin will never live your life. As long as you see yourself as someone who is under the oppression of the devil, the devil will continue to dominate you. As long as you see witches and wizards are stronger and more powerful over you, they will continue to oppress you. You know, we used to say that God has a final say. Am I correct? But the truth is that you actually is the one who determines the final thing. Because God has already spoken. Hello somebody, has God spoken? Has he spoken concerning your life? It is not what you decide that matters. Do you agree with him or disagree with him? Who you agree with determines what manifests. Whether it's the devil or God. So who do you choose to agree with? Can I hear your answer? Are you sure? Now, the question is, what picture do you have in your head? Now, let me share a couple of scriptures with you so that you will get it right. Please note them down when you get home. Study it because you must change the way you think. You must have a new mindset of life. In John chapter 1 verse 12, these are popular scriptures. John chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So what are you? You are a child of God. What are we? We are children of God. Children of God. Children of God. Not children of the world. Not children of the devil. You are not your mother's baby. You are not your daddy's baby. You are a child of God. So who is your father? God. Where do you come from? Heaven. Who are you? A child of God. What does that mean? The life that flows in him flows in you. When Jesus referred to God as his father, they say, ah. 
He has said it again. He even calls, he even oh, he even says he's equal with God. He calls himself a son of God. He's claiming equality with God. You must have an evil spirit inside you. Because they call God his father. They understand that if he says his father, it means the same life, the same nature, same character, same power, same everything inside the father is in him. That's why they took offense. A goat will give birth to what? A cow will give birth to what? Answer me. A dog will give birth to what? A man will give birth to what? And God will give birth to what? He gave us the power to become sons of God. Sons of God. Can somebody say, I am a son of God? I mean, say it with confidence. I am a son of God. So when you look at him, whatever you see in him is in you. That is the picture God wants you to have in your head. Whatever you see in him is in you. If God can be arrested, you can be arrested. If God can be killed, you can be killed. But if he cannot be killed, you cannot be killed. If the devils will shoot arrows and Jesus can be sick, then you can be sick when they shoot arrows at you. But if he cannot be sick, you cannot be sick because it's the same nature, same life. Your own is not lower in quality. Your own is not inferior to him. Brother, change the picture in your head. You are the one limiting God in your life. It is not God that has problem. You have problem because you are carrying a wrong picture in your head. He gave them the power to become his children. You are like him. That's why I can say my son. My daughter, can you walk up to a goat and say, hey, my boy goat, how are you? How many of you lug your dog or your cat so much? Hey, my daughter, how are you today? Come, my dear, come and kiss me. How was your day? Can you do that? So you can only call someone who has your life and nature, your child. If I came with came from maybe from one of my trips and come with a white boy or a white baby, small baby, I said, This is my son. It's my wife that gave birth to. Say, bless say this pastor don't the colour. Say maybe they have gone to adopt a baby. You will not believe me. Because naturally, by our colour of skin and our nature, you want to see this uh, type of hair. You want to see this color. Even our own fairness is different from their own. Am I correct, somebody? Uh, so you will always give back to his kind. That's why you read in the book of Genesis, and Adam gave back to its kind. And Seth gave back to its kind. It's always to his kind. A man will give back to what he has. So when Adam gave back, Adam transferred the sinful nature into the children. And that's what all of us got from our ancestors. But God gave birth to his own kind. What did he do? He transferred everything inside of him into you. Is God holy? Then you are holy. Is he righteous? Come on, answer me. Is he righteous? So you see, you can't tell me, Pastor, this one is too much. <laughs> I don't think I can forgive this one. It's because you don't have the picture of God in your head. You don't know who you are. Neither do you know where you come from or whose you are. Because if you know who you are, whose you are, and where you come from, you will know you have what it takes to forgive any offense, no matter how painful. 
Because your father can forgive any offense. Same life, same grace, same, 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 same. Hundred percent the same. Nothing lower. The only difference is that he is still the one who is in charge. He is the one called God. But we have become gods. But uh, still subject to his godship. We are only gods by nature. So that we can rule and reign our world. Didn't you read? Jesus even quoted it. He said, are ye not called gods? The scripture says, ye are gods. But then he added, ye shall die like mere men. To show you, you are still a human being. But the reason why he made us gods is so that we can rule our world. So that the devil does not detect for us. So that we can put situations where they belong. Put the devil where they belong. Put enemies where they belong. Under our feet. You can make life say yes to you. So where is the fear coming from? No wonder the scripture says fear is of the devil. Am I correct? He said God has not given you the spirit of fear. He has given you some spirit. God never fears. The devil never fears. God is always relaxed. But you, you're worried. Smoke will be coming out from your head. To look as if they are pounding yam on your head. Boom, boom, boom. You have a little problem, you can no longer sleep. But your God is always relaxed. Can you imagine? All the over 7 billion human beings on the earth, all their problems are on his shoulder. All the spirits, both good angels, bad angels, demonic spirits, he is aware of all of them. All the plants, all the animals, all the birds, all the fish, fishes in the water, all creatures he has created, the ones that are visible, the ones that are invisible. He said, not one of these birds will fall to the ground except the father gives permission which means he's watching over every of his creature and yet he's still relaxed and at peace doesn't lose his temper doesn't lose control that ability he gave you so you can manage your situations be on top of every situation be above every circumstance don't lose your peace you don't lose your sleep you are not afraid because god is inside you the problem is the picture you have in your head drop the old Take on the new. Start seeing yourself the way you are. You are a child of God. I didn't hear that one. I say you are a child of God. If you are a child of God, can you shout hallelujah? Shout thank you Jesus for making me your child. John chapter 3. I like to read verses 16 to 21. John 3, 16 to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, listen to this, shall not perish but have eternal life. What is eternal life? God's kind of life. Verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. So if you know him, he will walk in the light. He will hate darkness and you will love light. You will hate evil and you will love righteousness. Remember this. He gave you his eternal life. Eternal life. God's kind of life. Zoe. Z-O-E. That is his life. His very life. Not different from his own. So if you don't know him here this morning, I want to encourage you. As soon as we finish this message, make sure you give your life to Jesus. And if you know him, walk in the light. Prove that you know him. 
Let that life flow out of you. Believe that you have it. Believe that you have it. Believe that you have it. Believe that you have it and start seeing yourself like one who has it. Once you start doing that, it will start affecting your thinking process. It will start affecting the way you judge, the way you look, the way you see, the way you reason, the way you decide. It will start affecting the things that come out of your mouth, what you say, how you say them. It will start affecting your actions and your choices. Romans 6, 11. In the same way, count yourselves as dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. In the same way, count yourselves as dead to sin. Dead to sin. Did you notice the word there? Count yourself. Another translation says, reckon ye yourself. That's King James. Reckon ye yourself. Revised standard version says, consider yourself as dead to sin. That means, change the picture you have in your head. You see yourself as a sinner. You see yourself as having temper problem. You see yourself as struggling with this, struggling with that. You know your weaknesses. You always see them. You always fall into them. But the Bible says, look, you want victory. You want to be truly free from verse 1 to 10. He took time to explain and describe how through Christ Jesus, through our faith in him, we have died to sin and we have been buried. The new old nature has been buried and we have resurrected. And the life we now have is a life that is to be lived in righteousness unto God forever. Now, how does he say we are going to manifest it? That's verse 11. He says, in the same way, in the, in the light of the truth that I've just explained to you, that you were died and was buried your civil nature was buried in baptism and you have resurrected a new man. He said, consider yourself, count yourself, reckon you yourself as dead to sin. Believe you are dead to sin. Believe that anger is dead. Believe that unforgiveness is dead. Believe that gossiping is dead. Believe you can live above them. Believe they don't have power over you. Believe you can overcome every wrong that you are used to doing. Change the picture in your head. Consider it settled. If you don't see that, you will never be free. You can fast all you want. Pray all you want. Give your life to Jesus over and over and over again. Until you change the picture in your head. Until you start considering yourself as dead to sin. As you start considering yourself as victorious over sin. As you start considering yourself, that's when the victory starts manifesting. That's why I say, be a transformed by the renewing of your mind. Tell your neighbor, consider yourself. <laughs> the way God considers you. So, is sin the master of your life? No. You are dead to sin. Can I hear somebody say, I'm dead to sin? John chapter 3 verse 31. This one is also very important. Like I said, where you come from is important, so you need to know this. John 3 31, the one who comes from above is above all. The one who comes from where? Now look at this verse. He said, the one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. Where do you come from? Where do you come from? Now note this. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth. That word belongs simply means it's subject to the authorities and the powers that operate to the earth. Huh? And then he also speaks. That means talks like one from the earth. That means the way the people of the earth talk is different from the way the people from above, from heaven talk. The way unbelievers talk is not the same way the people of God talk. 
He said, why they are saying that it's a casting down? We shall be saying that it's a... We talk by faith. Not by what we see, but by what we believe in our hearts. So why they are saying that it's a casting down? We shall be saying what? There is a lifting, a lifting up. Can somebody say that is a lifting up in my life? That's it. The Bible said that God caused the things that are not as though they were. That's why they couldn't understand the language of Jesus. That's why they had problems. Because he doesn't talk like a normal man. His frequency is higher. They can't see what he's seeing. They don't know what he knows. So don't talk like one from the earth. If you know you are from above. Change the picture. I am from above. I am a child of God. I am heavenly minded. I know who I am. I know what God has given me. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. I am indestructible. You talk like one. When there is a problem, this problem is not going to win over me. I am going to come out of it. You don't talk to get people's sympathy. Though, sorry. Uh, sorry. God will help you. Is that what you need? By the time you finish all your story, what can they do? Sorry. We'll be praying for you. Then what have you achieved? Talk faith. Talk faith. Speak like one from above. Speak like one who have authority over the problems of life. He who is from above is above all. Then the last part of it says, the one who comes from heaven is above all. Where do you come from? I know you are first a son of man, but now you are a son of God. Don't forget that. You are first what? A son of man. But now you are what? A son of God. Forget about son of man and concentrate on son of God. Many of us, we are more interested in son of man. We are close. We are close. We are close. Look good. Look good. Even when you are late, even when you miss worship, you don't mind. You must look good. You must look good. And you are forgetting that you are a son of God. Because of look good, you come late. God is not happy that you are late. The blessing he has released at the beginning of the meeting, you missed it because of looking good. And after looking good, the devil will still come and slap you in the night. But why don't you concentrate more on the son of God and rise in the spirit and let God's blessing overflow in your life. When the enemy looks at you, he will run from you. He will run. He will run. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. There is fire in my spirit. Amen, somebody. Change the picture in your head. Tell anybody, change the picture in your head. You are not an ordinary man. You are not an ordinary man. Tell that person you are not an ordinary man. You are a supernatural being. You know, somebody will say, but pastor, I've been having problems. I've been praying, you know, I've been fasting. I agree, but what kind of thoughts are you thinking? How do you see yourself? Do you allow what has been happening to you to make you believe that you are, you are no longer who God says you are? Keep believing in who you are. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. And very soon, it will become a reality. You say, Pastor, I'm still having problem with anger. How can I say that I am no longer, you know, I have problem with anger? You know, is that not a lie? That's not a lie. The Bible says, consider yourself as dead to anger. So what do you do? You see yourself as free from anger. You keep telling yourself, I am free from anger. And you carry the mentality of one who anger does not control anymore. Before you know what is happening, it will be out of your life. That's how it works. I didn't write the book. That's what he wrote. If you want to see freedom, consider yourself. Reckon yourself as dead to sin. You want to walk over the devil, consider yourself as superior to the devil. And that's what you are. He brought all things under the feet of the church for the sake of you and I. So where's the devil? Under your feet. Where's the problem of life? Under your feet. He who is from above is above all. All the devils and all the problems they will bring. 
First John chapter 4 verse 17 quickly. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. In this world, we are like him. We are like him. Not may be, not could be, not can be. We are like him. Think about it. How do you see Jesus? Did you ever read Jesus was sick one day? Did you ever read any one day that the devil struck and Jesus fainted and they had to rush him to hospital? Did you ever read that? Did you ever read that? Did you ever read that one day he was praying and while he was praying, the man slumped. They said, hunger, kill him. And then they had to go and pray for him to revive. Never, 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 never. If the devil could not win over him, he will not win over you. That's how we build our faith. It's not just reading it. Think. Meditate. If I have his life, if I, like, I am like him, he was never sick. Father refused to be sick. I can't have his life, be like him, and be different in my experience. Father, that is not the Bible. This Bible must be proved in my life. So that I can tell others that it works. That's how I develop my faith. That's how I am still building my faith. And that is how every other person who has built his faith or still building his faith does it. And that's what the scripture prescribes. Change the picture in your head. See yourself as having his life and being like him here in this world. Not when you get to heaven. Here and now. Here and now. Tell your neighbor, here and now I am like him. Say it again. Here and now I am like him. I'm not going to wait till I get to heaven. Right now, here, I am like him. Indestructible. Full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Full of grace. Now, don't forget this. They spat on him. Pulled at his beard. Mocked him. Insulted him. What did Jesus do? He kept quiet. Bro, it takes grace to do that. And that grace is inside you. You know what Peter said? He said his divine power has given us all that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Everything you need for life, to make it in life. Everything you need to live a godly life, his divine power has already put it in you. If you have Jesus in you, you have all. But the question is, we don't think of that. It's not the picture we have. We have this picture of a weak Christian, who will have to fast and pray and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and fast and pray and pray and read before he will get there. No, you don't need 10 years to become strong. All you need is believe what the Bible says. Period. Believe it. Believe it. Colossians chapter 3. Sorry, chapter 1. Sorry, I'm running up now. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness? And had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have, the re have redemption. Through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. I repeat. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness. Are you under the power of darkness? No. The Bible says he has delivered us. Not we deliver us. Not may deliver us. Not can or could. But has delivered us. From the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Are you saved? Have your sins been forgiven? Have you been given power to become a child of God? You are no longer under the power of witches and wizards. You are no longer under the power of marine spirits. You are no longer under the power of the devil. You are now in the kingdom of Christ and you are here to reign. You will rule. I don't care what the devil does. One thing I am sure is that God is God. 
Amen, somebody. He said, you shall tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's not a lie. But how do you experience it? Believe it. Why did I put it in the, our confessions? So that you become conscious of it and it will help you fight all the negative thoughts. But for some of us, it's a way of closing service every time. Anytime you pray, you must say it. We are not, the purpose is not being achieved. So today, I want you to revisit it. Change the picture in your head. See yourself as on top of every evil situation. No devil can stop you. Finally, 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. I have to stop here because of time. Because if I keep giving you all the scriptures I put down here, we will close around 12.30 today. But I must stop. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone. Did you say someone? Some people? Certain people? No. Everyone. Does that include you? Is your name included? Are you in everyone? Is everyone part of, you know, your, is, it, is it your name? Is everyone your name? Is everyone your name? Hello? What's everyone? Everyone means everybody. All of us. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Then you have overcome the world. What does that mean? The world is under your feet now. Every problem in the world, every challenge in the world, every spirit operating in the world does not have power over you. Believe it. Believe it. The devil has oppressed you enough. Believe the word and challenge the devil. The devil has made life difficult for you enough. Believe the word. Take your stand and say, devil, enough. I know who I am. You can't continue like this. I've been fooling around. Now I take my stand. Get lost. He will leave you alone. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. You have not resisted the devil. You think you are resisting the devil. You are binding fire, thunder, fire, thunder, fire, thunder. You don't even believe what you are saying. Fire, thunder, fire, thunder. And when you finish again, you say, I said, don't come again. Praise the Lord, somebody. Believe the scriptures. Believe the scriptures. Are you born of God? You are born an overcomer. The life you have is an overcoming life. From today, no problem will overcome you. No circumstances will overcome you. No enemy will overcome you. You will overcome them all. You will overcome them all. You will overcome them, Lord. You overcome them all. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, what is it that gives us this victory? Our faith. Our faith, not our fear. Our faith, not our anxiety. Our faith, not our worry. Our faith, not too much prayer. Not too much fasting. Our faith. And Jesus said, according to your faith, shall it be done to you. Get it into your head and into your heart. According to your faith, shall it be done into you. That is a powerful law that Jesus 
open up to us. According to your faith, shall situations happen in your life. According to your faith, shall victories be obtained. According to your faith, shall provisions be made. According to your faith, shall all things be done to you. So what is the level of your faith? How do you rate yourself? If you understand this message, I won't beg you to come to Bible study anymore. If you understand this message, I won't beg you to read the publications that will build you up. If you understand this message, I won't beg you to buy books, our books and other preachers' books to read or buy tapes to listen to. If you understand this message, I, will, I, I, I don't think you will miss Sunday school anymore. Anytime it's time to hear the word of God, you will settle down. You'll be the first to sit down because you know it is time to build your faith. It's time. Change the picture in your head. Get up. Get up. I want you to pray for somebody. Agree with that person. Say, Lord my God, I agree with my sister. I agree with my brother. Build my brother's faith. Build my sister's faith. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl here. If you have not given your life to Jesus, why others' hands are on their head? Can I see your hand up? If you have not given your life to Jesus and you would like to do that, let me see your hand. So that means everybody here is born again. Put those hands on your head. My God, my Father, by the anointing that is upon me this morning, and by the grace that entered into me when you called and accepted the call, I release your people from every satanic oppression. I release your people from every mental oppression. I release your people from every emotional oppression. I release your people from every spiritual oppression. I release your people from every physical oppression in their health, in their finance, in their business. I set them free. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Be loosed in Jesus' name. I announce to you that the reign of the devil over your affairs has ended this morning. In the name of Jesus. I break the power of the devil. I break the power of the devil over the work of your hands, over your body, over your health. Be loosed in Jesus' name. 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 Take your place in Christ. Rule and reign in your world. Rule and reign in your world. The devil will not dominate you. He will not manipulate you. He will not frustrate you. He will not stop you. In the name of Jesus. From today, you cease to see yourself as a normal, natural man. But you will see yourself as a supernatural being. Carry the mentality of God. See life the way God sees it. Look at people the way God looks at them. Look at issues the way God looks at them. From today, in the name of Jesus. I drive out fear from your heart. I drive out worry and anxiety. I drive out worry and anxiety. I drive out fear. I drive out fear. In the name of Jesus. You are strong. You are full of the spirit. You are full of the life of God. You have the power of God. You have the authority of God. You have the nature of God. You are indestructible. You are indestructible. The devil will no longer trample upon you. In the name of Jesus. You are from above. And you are above all. From today, in your daily experience, it will be proven that you are above all. From today, from today, you will overwhelm every situation. And no situation of life will overwhelm you. 
You will never lose your peace because of the challenge anymore. You will never lose your peace because of the devil anymore. In the name of Jesus, be changed, be transformed, be renewed in your mind. Take on the mind of Christ from today and never let it go. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. I pray for them that this week you will surprise them. Bless them beyond their dreams. Assist them, O oh God, and help them accomplish their goals. Make life easier. Make good things happen to them. May the Lord prosper you, bless you, increase you, give you helpers, give you helpers, give you helpers, give you helpers, take you to the highest height, open a new door for you, promote you in the name of Jesus, provide for you in the name of Jesus, sustain you in the name of Jesus. The Lord judge your enemies and free you from their power. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Receive all the praise. Receive all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Can I get a believing amen from you? I believe you have enjoyed the teaching of God's servant, Pastor Sylvester Oyemalechi. For further information, please contact us at pastor at jfoutreach.org or call 0805-247-2923-0805-6066-186. Visit our website at www.jfoutreach.org. Come worship with us every Sunday by 8 a.m. at Jesus Family Fellowship, 20B Bayawemimo Street, off Olomowewe Bus Stop, off Ishari Oshu Road, Ikotun, Lagos.